substitution. Not a Hawkeye in sight. Here's Alex Strofe. The Great Dane Huddle live from the Great Dane Pub and Brewing Company in the Hilldale area of Madison. Beautiful day outside. Beautiful day inside. The beers are flowing. The fun is being had by all here at the Great Dane Pub and Brewing Company. I'm Alex Strofe alongside the brilliant mind, the former Badger, the former NFL punter for the Panthers and the Jaguars. He is the great Brad Nortman. Norty, as uh, everybody's calling you these days. That's right. How are you? You've been, you've been all over the place the last couple of I days. I am good. It's been good to take a minute and just kind of stay centralized and not really travel anywhere. But after, after Nashville, after Vegas, this last weekend, a little bit of golf, a little bit of Wisconsin, nice weather, staying yeah. local. So it feels pretty good. Man, why would you want to leave this weather? This is absolutely unbelievable. Um, this is a great time of year in Wisconsin. Yeah, this is like Jacksonville in January, right? <laughs> it is. That's right. Yeah. Maybe March. Maybe okay, March. Uh, March yeah, yeah, a little bit warmer. March. Every every location has their time of year that is just ideal, and we are entering that season. Did you now. just give me like a noise for a chef's kiss? Is yes. that what that was? It's like it tastes so good. There you we know? go. Like I, my hand is in the air, like one of these. You know? Yeah, like, that's good. Mm, oh, I love it. I love it. Uh, he is Brad Nortman. I'm Alex Trump. It is the Great Dane Huddle off to a hot start. Um, you know, I, I will admit, I, I will lead this. I will lead the show here. I spent the uh, I spent a good Saturday in Milwaukee, and um, I certainly let you know. I'm glad you did. I, I, it felt it felt good to have you that close. Yeah, even you're still 30 miles away from my from the you know the Nortman Casa, but knowing that you were in Milwaukee, my my, my stomping grounds. Yeah, a I, bit, I, I gave you good. I gave you a good selfie from like yeah. the 23rd floor of a bar I was at. Yeah, and then you sent back just a picture of you drinking a beer in your backyard. Yeah, it was a brilliant exchange. It, it, it was. It was wonderful. We were living good lives. We are, and and that's the uh, the beauty of, of spring and now almost summer here in the state of Wisconsin. All right, let's get into the big news of the day, Brad. The NFL draft in 2025 is coming to Green Bay, Wisconsin. And I got to be honest with you, man. I'm pretty fired up about it. I've never been this fired up about something two years out from from right now, ever. I don't think. I mean, like I've been to some weddings, but usually those are planned within like 18 months. Two years, I'm pretty fired up. So it's, it's a long time to get excited for, but I am excited. And you know, I gotta say, I get that Green Bay isn't a big city. How it's tough to compete with Chicago and Philadelphia and Kansas City. I guess I'm a little surprised that it didn't happen earlier. You know, I mean, it's such a iconic place for for football and for football fans. It is the mecca of the NFL, and finally we have our opportunity in the sun. We, we just we just had a friend walk in. We sure do. Um, yeah, I'm completely thrown off as Adam Mertz just walked in uh, to the Great Dane. Uh, Pub and Brewing Company here in Hilldale. Didn't know that was happening. No, with all sorts of energy. Yeah, he, 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 he dapped everybody in this bar up before he sat down. Mercy, take a seat real quick. Take a seat. Oh, um, what a great surprise. I, I, I hope the headset works, but this is an unbelievable surprise. I didn't know this was happening. Can you hear me all right? Yeah. What's up, yeah, dude? Yeah, yeah. What are you doing here? Are you a little is. sweaty? What, what's you going guys? on? Are yeah, you in the middle yeah. of a run or what? Yeah, it was like... <laughs> <laughs> we have a we have a work event here, and we were at Cycle Bar. Ah, oh, 
and uh, no poured it out. And we're like, so do we like you know shower there, or do we get right to the beer? You go right, to, like, the yeah. you go right to the beer. Why right wait? To the beer. This is where the camaraderie's at. And a little did I know, I walk in and my eyes got big, got real big. <laughs> I saw you two fellas here. Amazing. I know. I didn't see I this one coming. So, uh, Mercy, we're talking NFL draft coming to Green Bay in 2025. Yes. Excited? Where are you at? I mean, obviously, oh. it's 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 cool for the state of Wisconsin. Thrilled. You know, I remember when this first came up. Well, you step back even like oh what about a super bowl someday being in green bay in a cold weather and you're like well i know that's never gonna happen but something that happens in you know late late may obviously it's a great environment coming to lambeau field know how many people around the country make pilgrimages to that place yeah Yeah. and and now you don't have to have a ticket you know what i mean like a game ticket and try to go through all that rigmarole you can come and just hang out be around the atmosphere, take a tour, you know, all this kind of good stuff. I love it. I think there's going to be a lot of non-Wisconsinites there. Because, yes. like you said, the people that can't afford a ticket to Lambeau Field, which is not cheap for a no. Packer game, no. this is your opportunity to see the field, to get the experience. And maybe it's not quite a game day, but it's very close. So I think there's going to be people from all over. Might this be the biggest attended draft there is? Ooh, I don't of, know what the like record is. Showing up. I don't know what the record is, but I wouldn't doubt it. I mean, that's that's an interesting question. Um, but I just think it's such a great. And I'm born and raised in Green Bay, right? So like, I'm very yeah. biased. But I think it is such a cool opportunity to to expose the the out of state and out of town fans to what Green Bay is all about and the iconic Lambeau Field. Oh, yeah. It's so neat. I'm so jacked up for two years from now. I just I, I know where I'm going to be two years from now. I don't yeah. know that I've ever planned anything that far ahead. I mean, think about it too, though, with with everything they've done with Titletown and Mark Murphy's got. If you've got two years to build up, like not just like having these experiences there, which are huge compared to anything that Green Bay could offer before, but like how do you maximize those experiences? How do you make this not just something you show up and you do and you know checklist yeah i did that i did that but like this all-encompassing experience of everything you have to do to experience packerdom Mm -hmm. Uh, i I just think that they can design up some really cool vip experiences and just make make a mint off of this thing yeah this is an unbelievable scene here at the great dane pub and brewing company (laughs) in the hilldale area of madison i'm alex grove brad nortman was scheduled to be here Adam Merch just showed up out of nowhere. He's sweaty. He just got done cycling, but he's here talking sports with us. This is an unbelievable outing happening at the Great Dane Pub and Brewing Company in Hilldale. The whole bar's cheering for Mertz. What the hell's going on around here? This is incredible. Uh, as the NFL draft coming to Green Bay in 2025, the big news of the day. Now, will you go? Because it's going to be, like you said, Mertz, probably end of April, maybe early May at best. Weather's going to be no good, I would guess. But I'm still going. I'm going to party. I'll drink as many Great Dane beers as I need to in order to stay warm. I mean, like, this this is an incredible outing. Will it be outside? Will it be inside? I'm so curious on how they execute it. But I'm 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 all pumped up just because of the news that came out two hours ago. I think it will be outside. Don't you think? I think it almost has to be. I mean, all these scenes that you're seeing at the NFL draft, it is a sea of people, and they want to see it too. The only other alternative is you have it on the field. But that that takes away a little bit from it. I think there is a certain feeling of putting it in Titletown, having everyone there, having it be outside would just be ideal. I just, I hope, I hope for like a mid 50 degree dry day. I mean, that would just, it would allow the fans to really experience Green Bay. I hope it's not snowing. I hope it's not raining. That'd be, just be the best I kind of hope for snow. You do? Yeah, I kind of <laughs> hope it does. What's the, 
What's the full Monty? How about day three it snows? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Day, day, day three would be right. right. Thursday snow. night, let it be 60 degrees. Friday, a good, like, right. 50. And then Saturday, just let it snow all day. Winter <laughs> Wonderland snow globe stuff. Welcome to Green Bay, you tourist. You know, the, um, the atrium, I was thinking in my head, ooh, the atrium would be this cool spectacle maybe to, to house some of it but it's just too confined it i'd want to leave that for maybe that's where you can go and warm up and you know go to the gift shop and keep the fan movement there and be hawking stuff hawking yeah. gear but yeah i love it i mean people are out there in the middle of december through that cold bleachers i've been there yeah. why not why not uh late april what was uh where, where were you drafted was it still in new york when, it, when you yeah, got drafted yeah in new york. and now it's moved around it's become such a uh such a scene right like such a such an event for the nfl the way they've marketed it the last couple of years but uh you obviously you were not in new york right no. where were you when you were drafted were you here in yeah wisconsin? Was, yeah we were in wisconsin and you yep. just got a phone call sitting on the couch or what was the what was the scenario yeah so um you know day three of the draft right so you do things you do can try to do to try to waste time at the during the day and it was at my parents' house. We had a small get-together of, like, family and, and uh, friends. And we're just watching the TV and waiting and waiting. I get a call from my agent. And she says, hey, you, know, you really don't know what truth is from untruth. So my agent gives me a call, and he was like, hey, um, stay by your phone. I think if the Panthers don't draft you, I think the Rams will. So just just hang tight, right? It's coming up. So, okay, I go by the, by the TV, put the phone right on the, you know, sitting in a chair. It's like leather leather chair. What type of phone did you have at this point? Because this is 2011, right? <laughs> um, yeah, I, I had an iPhone. I think. You did have an I, iPhone. I think I had an but iPhone. like the earliest generation of yeah. an iPhone. And yeah, actually I know I had an iPhone because I remember my phone being black. And you're sitting there, you're waiting, you're waiting. Your phone's on loud, and then all of a sudden it rings. And it's a, you know, Charlotte, North Carolina number. <laughs> totally holy crap. And it was like, yeah, yeah I mean, heart just starts beating. Face gets flush. Everyone, I'm like, quiet, quiet, quiet. You pick it up and it's the GM, and it was just surreal, very surreal. That's and then he wild. kicked it off. It's such a good story. Yeah. Did you uh, did you have indication before the draft that they're interested, or who might be interested, or when you might go? Such a so, reporter. So this thing. is an interesting question. That's a great question. So I had um, tryout with the Jaguars, ironically, the, uh, the Panthers and the Rams. Okay. Okay. There are other teams that like showed interest, but if if a team flies to you know Wisconsin, they're serious. The whole time after the tryouts. The only team that continued communication was Jacksonville. And they're buttering me up. They're like, Brad, do you like golf? We got great golf courses down here. You're going to love the warm weather. Oh, really? You're going to love Jacksonville. And I'm like, yes, sir, I will. You know, so going into it, I'm like, like looking at Jacksonville property, you know, all that kind of <laughs> stuff, right? And um, day two of the draft occurs. Brian Anger, the punter from Cal, gets drafted, you know, famously six picks before Russell Wilson. So I'm like, Okay, the only team that followed up that seemingly had interest in me just took another punter, round three. I'm screwed. Dream's over. Like, what am I supposed to do now? I'm going to have to fight for it and undrafted, whatever. So going into day three, you know, night two, I was actually pretty bummed. And morning of day three, I have no idea what's going to happen. So until that phone call with my agent of like, hey, I'm getting that you're going to get drafted soon. Just stay close. I was kind of pessimistic. I'm like, I'm, like, I'm not sure this is going to happen. Did you think you were going to get drafted before your teammate Russell Wilson, like like Brian Anger did? <laughs> if I did, I wouldn't want to go to that team because that's yeah. bad decision-making. Yeah, that's, that's poor decision-making. That's hilarious. Um, With respect to Jacksonville. Yeah, I mean, you ended your career there. Yeah. So they, they, they didn't screw it too much. Right. It's interesting that you talk about like quarterbacks, how that came up in conversation because like punter – is A, there's not many that get drafted necessarily anyway, 
And then it's not a position that changes over a lot. Yeah. Like it does on the fringe. There's a lot of teams that just can't land someone. There's a lot of guys that cycle through a bunch of different teams. But it's not like you get drafted as a linebacker and they might move you around to three different positions or beef you up and put you on the line yeah. and drop you back to safety. You got one job, man. Right. Like, well, and, and that's it. And it, even as a six-round linebacker, they might say, okay, well, we know he's not going to start. Maybe he'll just contribute on special teams. Special Let's teams. think long-term with him. Yep. Yep. Whatever else, punter, it's like if, if you're not ready to go right now, you're not ready to go. If you're, you're punter, yeah. if you're punter number 33, you're off a team. There's no in-between. So – Kind of a tough spot to be in. You got to be ready, or you got to be off. And even going into that that draft, or even when I became a free agent, you you tactfully look at what teams will be interested, and it really only boils down to maybe four each year wow. yeah. for any given reason: right. struggling, retiring, right. whatever. That's terrific. Well, Mertze, we're going to let you go get a beer. Yeah, man. We appreciate you stopping by. By Thanks the way, for having me on. Of yeah. course, this is a great, segment. This is a great, this is a great surprise. Uh, the poll is in the field on Twitter at ESPN Madison. Would you make the trip to Green Bay for the 2025 NFL Draft? Right now, 61 percent of you only saying yes. Yeah, I figured it'd weak. be. I figured it'd be higher. I, I figured it'd be higher. I figured people would be more excited percent. like I am. I've got a bunch of questions around OTAs and the new rule the NFL just passed about NFL uh, Thursday night games being able to be flexed. I'm going to ask the former NFL player, Brad Nortman. How about that next? We're hanging out at the Great Dane Pub and Brewing Company in Hilldale. It is the Great Dane Huddle. Reaction to the football weekend continues. This is the Great Dane Huddle on 100.5 ESPN and Wisconsin On Demand. Huddle World on Live from the Great Dane Pub and Brewing Company in the Hilldale area of Madison. Alex Strofe, the brilliant mind of Brad Nortman with you. Big thanks to our guy Mertzi, Adam Mertz, who hopped on with us last segment. So he uh, is leading a, a his, his team from work, just did a cycling class up the road from us, and now they're here to celebrate. With some they, beers. When cycling. I love it. Good recovery. No better place to go than the Great Dane Pub and Brewing Company. Four locations in the Madison area, including right here in the Hilldale area. Also one downtown, one on the east side, and one down in Pittsburgh. They all have the great menu. They all have the great beers. They all have the great atmosphere. They all have all the TVs for your NHL, NBA, uh, and all the in-between MLB action that you want to watch. The Great Dane Pub and Brewing Company has you covered. Go to greatdanepub.com to find the pub nearest you, as well as any of the specials like Wing Wednesdays and Mug Clubs. They're also in the middle of uh, the Madison Burger Week, so I got a burger tonight. Uh, Nortman didn't, but he's eating healthy. He had yeah. a big weekend. Well, I'm just continuing through the through the menu. Right? You have no. not repeated an option yet, which I is incredibly not. impressive. I have not. And there's still a lot of a lot of meat on that bone too. There is, to work and I continue to go back to my favorites. Right, this is You're this consistent. is. I, I love their their uh, big dog smash melt, so I'm going to get that once again tonight. But uh, the Great Dane Pub and Brewing Company, four locations in the Madison area. GreatDanePub.com for the website. All right, I've got a bunch of questions for you, so I figured we could just do this like rapid fi- fire mm-hmm. style uh, because. You're going to have a much better perspective on this than I will because, obviously, you played in the NFL. And a couple things from today that stuck out to me, so I just want to rapid-fire them at you if that's okay. Yeah, let's do it. All right, let's start with this Thursday night news, and that is that the NFL, uh, in a vote 24-8, to uh, has approved that the NFL now has the ability to flex Thursday night games, which means you could take a Sunday game, move it to Thursday, move the Thursday game to Sunday. I, uh, from an outside perspective... 
imagine the players absolutely hate the idea of that, considering you go from having seven days off or six days off, really, to three days off. That's insane to me. Hate it. I can guarantee you the players hate it. When the schedule comes out, everyone kind of gets around. They pull out their phone and look for a few things, right? A few things. They look for when are my rivalry games? Yep. When are my nationally televised games? What are the cold games? And when is my bye? And when is the Thursday night football game? Speaking of the Thursday night football game and the bye, you want your Thursday night football game as early as possible. As early as possible. You're hoping for October or September because you feel fresh, you feel good. The short week turnaround isn't as painful, and you get a little bit of a breather on the back end of it, right? It's almost like a mini bye because usually you get you know, Saturday and Sunday off. But you want it early. And with the buy then, if you get that little mini buy after your Thursday night game when you're still feeling fresh, you want your buy to be late October, early November. That's the perfect set, you know, schedule alignment for any player. Now you're going to introduce a last-minute change in the Thursday night football in the last weeks anybody wants to play Thursday night football. So the players are pissed. The coaches are pissed because that changes game planning. That changes approaches. The uh, training staff is pissed because it's going to be a lot heavier lift to get guys ready on a four-day work week. The operations guys are pissed yeah. because they're going to schedule all these flights and all these hotels. And they're going to have to change it pretty darn quickly for hundreds of people that are making the, the trip. The um, people that buy tickets to games physically for games are pissed because if, if you bought a ticket for a Sunday game that you can only make on Sunday and it gets changed to Thursday, you might be out of luck. So it got me thinking, Strofe. If... If, if, if you're a part of a company, right, for you and I, ESPN Madison, if you're part of Mertz's company, whatever, if you've got all these different groups of company, right, management's making a decision mm -hmm. and, you know, HR doesn't like it and accounting doesn't like it and your secretary doesn't like it and, uh, you know, finance doesn't like it, but your sales team is like, you know what, I like it. Yeah. You know, we're going to move half your Wednesday to Saturdays when we <laughs> want to. How does that sound? And everyone hates it. But sales goes, you know, that's a pretty darn good idea because we can, we can make some more money. Who is really running that company? Who really determines the direction of that company? It's the sales team. So here, it's money. And it's the TV networks. They're not worried about who's sitting mm. in the stands. They're not worried about the players or the coaches. The TV networks are the ones that are dictating and directing the ship. So... Next time we wonder, hey, I wonder if they're going to add a Friday night game. I wonder if they're going to extend a schedule. If it helps make the TV companies more money, you can bet they're going to do it. Yeah, you're spot on. Uh, he's Mr. Analogy, Brad Norton, and I'm Alex Strofe. Just, uh, just one, one note on that Thursday night flexibility is it does need to be done 28 days in advance. So you Which get four weeks. It helps. I still don't love it, though, because to your point, right, you're prepping from from you know May when the schedule comes out until September when the season kicks off with the understanding I'm playing Sunday afternoon against insert team here. Mm -hmm. And then in week four, your week eight game changes from Sunday to Thursday. And I, I just I, I don't love that you're in the middle of the flow of your season and trying to get a flow, really, especially that early on in the season. I just don't love that ability. I understand that. Saturday after, or excuse me, Sunday afternoon to Sunday night change, that's pretty minute. Not a big deal. You just got to change your travel plans a little bit if you're coming from out of market. Yeah. But overall, Sunday to Thursday is a massive change, and if you only have 28 days to change your flights, your hotel rooms, et cetera, et cetera, that's not helping anybody except the TV network. Well, and, and I, I, don't, I don't think you can understate how big this is in the grand scheme of sports because, if I'm not mistaken, there's no other sports league association college pro whatever where you literally change the date of which it's played barring any sort of 
major unexpected thing, weather or yeah. a tragedy or something like that, right? So to willingly go into it saying, you know what, we're going to tinker with the schedule as we want to just because we say, that is so rare. I think that, that ha this has to be a first in any sort of major sporting environment. I couldn't think of any where it's like, you know what, going into it, we might change the date. The date, not the time, but the date, which is the time is not a big deal. Honestly, if you get flexed from Sunday afternoon to Sunday night, you get pretty juiced. Like, I'm on Sunday night football. Yeah. Let's do this. The week stays the same. It is such a big difference playing Thursday. It's hard to even explain. Is there real? I, I, that's a bad question. That's a bad way to frame it. Uh, it, it. The preparation, though, completely changes when you're prepping for a Sunday night game or Sunday game period to a Thursday night game, right? Because your week is so minimized, right? You play Sunday. Is, is it Monday or Tuesday that's typically a day off? Monday is typically uh, a day Tuesday off? Tuesday is day off. Monday's film review. So you kind of digest and re review the film. So for a Thursday night game, what do you do? You hardly look at the Sunday film. Hardly. You go right to Monday install. Honestly, you, you kind of trash it. You say, win or lose, you kind of create whatever narrative you That game's you want in the to. bin? It's in the past. The coaches need to create a game plan either Sunday night or even a few days ahead of time. So, like, Friday, wow. game plan is in. Saturday, it's a review. If you're playing Thursday, coaches are looking ahead to next week to start to game plan on Saturday. And for sure Sunday night because Monday's install. So you're going to lift. You're going to have a walkthrough, kind of like a jog through, and you're going to install your game plan. Thursday, you practice, which is kind of like helmets and very, very light shoulder pads, and you're just racing through. And Wednesday is already the day before the game. A, a Thursday week, it's, it, you can hardly even call it a week. It's like an extension of the week before. You have to stay in the flow. And that's why, I mean, I never physically had to endure the, the, right. the true gauntlet of what it means to physically play after that. But I've seen enough to where guys are in real need of recovery for days and days after a, a Sunday car crash that they experience every day. Totally. And, I mean, you were obviously lucky enough to, to be in a position where most of the time, you didn't get roughed up too much. Yeah, right. There, of course, was moments. Of course. There, of course, was hits. But most of the time, you, you I mean, it probably you personally, it, it, it was a big difference, right? Because mm -hmm. typically you have a week to prepare, and, and you're in the trenches with your guys still. But for you physically and personally, Thursday games aren't the end of the world for a punter, right? I no, mean, they're not. And, and you just kind of keep the flow from the week before going. I'd still prefer time off because in a normal game week, Tuesday and Thursday, full-on recovery yeah. to then get into a normal game week. So um, players hate it. The only way they like it is if it's early in the season so they still feel pretty fresh and the promise of a little bit of buy on the, on the back end, getting a couple of days off to sort of reset and, uh, and get their mind back right. But then they're going to need all those days afterward to do it. Here's the other thing. If you're flexing a game from Sunday to Thursday, it's going to be a, likely a playoff matchup, right? So it's not like, hey, we're switching it, but you're going to be off in three weeks. The idea is we are gearing up and we're trying to prevent injuries to put a good product on the field for the playoffs. That's going to increase your likelihood for injuries and, and poor things going forward. So I just think, look, I get it. I get why the NFL did it. And, I mean, Amazon says, hey, we're paying you a billion dollars. Exactly. We deserve good games. We cannot have a, a six, you know, 6 and 10 matchup on you know, Thursday the, the 20th. We just cannot do it. So I get it. The players just hate it. Let me ask you as, 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 a, as a fan, right? Because mm -hmm. I'll, I'll say I'm going to take off my player hat. I'm going to put on my fan hat right Here we now. go. 
I don't hate more matchups on national TVs. Yeah, look. I, I mean, I, I don't I, hate I, it. I totally get that part of it, right? And that's, I mean, ultimately, you just nailed it, you know, you nailed it on the head with saying, look, Amazon is a huge factor in this decision being made because they're forking out tons and tons and tons of cash. And all the games on Thursday Night Football last week, for a majority of them, they stunk. Yeah. They were horrible football games. Yeah. Al Michaels ain't getting any younger. Right? Al Michaels like, was like almost making jokes of it yeah. sometimes. Yeah, and your guy Kirk Herbstreit, who's called you an offensive weapon. That's right. Uh, you know, he's, he's watching horrible games on Thursday. So I, I, I understand from a, a optics perspective you know, you want a, a good matchup on Thursday. You just want good games because you are. It is the only day in the NFL outside of Monday, obviously, that you get one game. It's everybody's focus is on one game. You get that Thursday night, Sunday night, Monday night, and if one of the products is suffering, whereas Monday night never really did because it's the last game of the week, it really doesn't matter what the matchup is. Everybody just wants one more game, right? It's oh, I got to go back to work. At least I got a football game to watch. Yeah. Whereas Thursday is like, all right, it's the unofficial kickoff to the weekend. Let's start it hot. Let's have fun. And I don't know. It's 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 so tricky to me. But I, I'm not. I don't love it. But maybe it's because I I, I talk to a lot of people like you yeah. that played in the league and that have been through those grinds, and they don't. I, the players unanimously don't like Thursday night games. Yeah. It's just I've never met a player that's like, yeah, really looking forward to playing <laughs> Thursday this week after three days of rest. It just doesn't exist. Let me so. Yes, yes, be yes or no for you, and mm-hmm. I'll get my answer. Do you think that this change to flex Thursday night footballs was a good thing, just for the NFL, just in, in totality? Is it a good thing, yes or no? Yes, because it's, it's money. That'd be my answer, too. I just gave you all the reasons why everyone hates it. It's not, it's, it's a good it, it may not be good for the next you know, uh, agreement between the NFLPA and the NFL, yeah. Right, that, that that might that might bring something up, but other than that, I mean, for the NFL, yeah, it's it's a brilliant business decision. It is, and even for the players that don't like it, and I didn't love it, and everyone else in the locker room hated it even more. Look, these guys are still in this for a short period of time. This is the profession. They're trying to maximize their own earnings too. More TV, more money means more salary cap, which means more play earning. Phrased that way, guys are listening. You know, an extra game. I don't want to play an extra game. How can we play 17 games out of 16? Well, look at the projection of the salary cap. It's going up. So, look, guys don't like it. They like getting paid. Yeah. And that is what will result with more viewership, more ratings, Amazon paying more money. It will flow down to them. Now, they, don't, they won't feel that when it's Thursday afternoon and they feel like crap trying to gear up for a Thursday night game. But taken in totality... Guys will adjust. Coaches will adjust. Everyone will accept a new reality. They'll complain. I would complain. I rightfully But I would also say, if I can get paid more, I will do it. All right, real quick. uh, Other thing I wanted to ask you about is voluntary OTAs. Uh, Did you go every year? Of course. Of course. I uh, never missed one. Workout bonuses for you? Um, No. No. That was not negotiated in my contract. First of all, the rookie contracts, it's not a thing. Right, I knew that. Um, So... In Jacksonville, I had other bonuses, and workout one wasn't one of them. Interesting. Um, you do get paid, um, even if it's not in your workout, even if a workout bonus is not in your contract. I think, I don't know, I don't remember, I mean, it's like 15 grand. What's the like intensity that. level at OTS, voluntary OTS, that this it, time of year, because the Packers kicked it off today? I, I'm, I'm just curious, what like versus training camp, is there is there a big difference? Is it more kind of... 
hey, the guys that are new here, let's get them adjusted, help them understand the system, put it on the field a little bit, and then when we come back together in July, we'll really get after it. Big difference. Big difference. I mean, <clears throat> not to keep the analogies going, but you know I love them. It's you do. The tr- it's the training wheels before training camp. I, I've thought about sure. that, and that's a great way to put it. You're in the cul-de-sac. It's safe. Mom and Dad are cheering <laughs> you on. It's a nice day outside. Like it is, you, are, you are riding the bike, and you feel confident. That's what OTAs are like. You're just getting install in. Coaches are positive. It's free-flowing. It's easy. It's non-contact. And um, it's casual. The vets are generally helpful. No one's competing for a spot that day. It feels collaborative. It feels good. It, after a long absence from the season, it feels really good to get on the football field. It's casual. It's fun. No one's winning or losing. So it, you generally walk away feeling pretty good from OTAs and minicamp. But it's important because you set a, a, a strong foundation. If you, know, if you don't know how to turn the handlebars with training wheels on, you are not going to be able to turn the handle wheel bars in, uh, in fall camp. So it's important for the very, very basic, basic stuff. But it's, it's very chill. Guys are relaxed. Cool. Veterans are helpful. Rookies are comfortable. So when it comes to veterans, I was curious from your perspective, because we saw the last couple of years in Green Bay, the veterans weren't showing up, right? Rodgers didn't show up last year, and neither did Sammy Watkins, who was a free agent wide receiver. But that because That's because he was, yeah, but he followed the lead of Rodgers, right? Mm-hmm. And now this year, it seems like everybody's showing up for Green Bay. Your experience in Carolina and Jacksonville, quick, Brad, were the veterans always there? For the most part, veterans are always there. The only exception to that was uh, Steve Smith. So in uh, and, and he was in fair year, exception. Yeah, and he was in year <laughs> 11, 12 in Carolina when I was there, and he wouldn't miss the whole thing. He would just like, for instance, I think there's like ten. Or maybe a, maybe seven OTAs and three mandatory uh, mini camp. He always came mandatory mini camp. Maybe he'd come to like four of the seven OTAs okay. or whatever the number is. And like honestly, it's like, dude, I got kids, I got a family. Like some some things get in the way of that. So and, and nobody really batted an eye. Now he was there at times. He didn't just blow it off completely. But when when family life got in the way, he's like, okay, I can miss an OTA. But generally speaking, um, if you're not there. It's pretty obvious. And if your starting quarterback is not there, it's incredibly obvious. That's totally. why I beat up Rodgers these last couple of years. What do you expect when you're not there working with your guys? Rightfully so. And last year was, was the biggest one of them all. But guess where Aaron Rodgers is this week, Brad? He is working with his guys in New York. He sure is. Unbelievable. Good to see you showed up to, uh, to voluntary Great Dane Huddle, though. I'll, I'll always show up to the voluntary Great Dane Huddle. If you're here hosting, man, where else would I rather be? You're the man. He's the brilliant mind of Brad Nortman. I'm Alex Strope. It is the Great Dane Huddle live from the Great Dane Pub and Brewing Company in the Hilldale area of Madison. Special edition of Gmail coming up next. Our usual producer of the show, Alex Gravatt, not in the Everlight Solar Studio. That's where Riley Yauk is. Alex Gravatt is here. Ooh. So we're going to have an in-person session of Gmail The best game on all of ESPN Madison's airwaves. And that's coming up next. It is the Great Dane Huddle, live from the Great Dane Pub and Brewing Company in Hilldale. The Great Dane Huddle continues next on 100.5 ESPN and Wisconsin On Demand. Great Dane Pub and Brewing Company in the Hilldale area of Madison. Packed crowd here tonight. We're all here to see the brilliant mind of Brad Norton. And I'm Alex Strope. It is the Great Dane Huddle. Got to tell you quick about my friends over at Condon Jewelers. Diamond Jim is the owner of the store. He's always in the store, ready to help you, whether you're looking to take the next step in your relationship, whether you're looking to treat yourself, 
Maybe you missed Mother's Day a few weeks back. Maybe you got to get ready for Father's Day in a few weeks. Maybe you got to treat that college grad. The right place to do it is at Condon Jewelers on the east side of Madison. The jeweler on the east side. The jeweler on your side right next to Office Depot off East Wash, across from the East Temple, or online, CondonJeweler.com. That's singular, CondonJeweler.com. For the jeweler on the east side, the jeweler on your side, that is Condon Jewelers. All right, it's a special day today, Brad. Really special What day. a treat. What a treat is right. Alex Gravatt is here. Yeah. He, he is in person at the Great Dane Pub and Brewing Company. He's usually locked away in the little tiny <laughs> producer's booth we have back at the Everlight Solar Studios. We let him out today. He is here, which means it is time to play everybody's favorite game on ESPN Madison. It is time to play Gmail on the Great Dane Huddle. You've got mail. Yes, it is, and it is nice to be out and about. The sun is shining. We're right next to a window, and uh, <laughs> there are no windows in that studio. So optimistic. Holy cow. That is only the uh, the coverage you will get here. Oh. We are next to a window. Yes, we are. It Several is, of them, in fact. It is fantastic. Beer's flowing, obviously. We got food on the way. I'm super excited, but we're going to jump right into it. Uh, good friend of the show. Kyle in Boston texts in an article, right? Good friend of the show. So, article, Netflix has hired Arnold Schwarzenegger as its chief action officer. What do you think a chief action officer does, Brad? To me, it sounds like he oversees the action content. I could just see him viewing. Okay, Thanks, we got, we got, we've That's got tough well, to figure well, out. Let, let me let me paint this picture for you. I could see him. We're in the Netflix pilot room. He's looking at it. They say, "Okay, Mr. Mr. Schwarzenegger, Mr. Terminator, this is what we're thinking." They throw him an action scene or their new movie, and he's just like, "That is crap." You know, like he needs that. He's got oh, that. You input. can do better than yeah, that. I'm not sure I can do better. That's the best I can do. So it needs to pass Arnold's minimum amount of action. That's and you need those crap. eyes. You need those eyes. Yeah, no, it sounds to me like Arnold Schwarzenegger is going to be a professional stuntman for the rest of his career. He's just going to hes just gonna step in for every overly jacked former governor that uh, works for Netflix, <laughs> which is zero of them, obviously. I have no idea. The chief action officer? Yeah. It's a really badass title. <laughs> I mean, like, that's a, I don't know what he does. I, I'm, I'm not even going to lie to you here. I'm not going to try to make something up and be creative with it. It just sounds badass. And Arnold Schwarzenegger is just that. Okay, so we've got a new one here. Um... Shelby from Janesville chimes in. Would you rather find a thousand cockroaches in your attic or a human being? A thousand oh. cockroaches. Yes. <laughs> a thousand cockroaches for sure? They smell a lot less bad than a dead human. No, no, no. A living human being. Oh, oh then yeah, even more then so. Yes, even more, <laughs> even so. more so. I'd rather find a dead human than the alive <laughs> yeah. human in my attic. Okay. Yeah, I mean, like a living human can actually do harm to me. A dead one isn't going to do anything, whereas a thousand cockroaches, they're not going to hurt me. I mean, they're not great. It's not ideal. It's not its not like a, a, a guest I threw the invite out to, but exterminators exist for a reason. Who would I call for a dead human? Well, the police, obviously. Besides that. <laughs> the human exterminator. The... Um I would That's say, called Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> um, Chief action officer. Yeah. I would be afraid of a live human in my attic, and I think the cockroaches are afraid of me in the attic. So okay, there, there's okay. the distinction for me. I actually have this irrational fear that somebody's going to break into my apartment. Um, so, Brad, I have to actually have to tell you something that I've been meaning to tell you. Oh, wow. So last week, last Monday, I told you my lady and I slept on an air mattress on Sunday. 
Yes. We then went ahead and slept on the air mattress Monday and Tuesday of you last week. did not. And then we did it again last night. Come on. I swear on my life. It was throughout the bed. Might as well just have an air mattress all the time at this point. Yeah, I agree. I mean, do, it's fantastic. Do, do you and, and, uh, and Taylor, do you prefer the air mattress? No. It's just uh, it's, it's fun to mix it up. we got a huge TV in the living room. It's fun when we're hungover and want to watch a movie, you know? That is quite, um, that is quite an appeal. But, do I have a TV in the bedroom? No, we do. It's just small. Um, the, the TV in the living room is much bigger. But, um, yeah, so uh, what, 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 how do we get here? <laughs> oh, I have an irrational fear. I, I, so oh, yeah. last night I'm laying on the air mattress in my living room, and I hear a noise in the hallway at, like, 1 in the morning. Oh. What would my reaction be? Do I grab a chair? Do I grab the hockey stick in the in the in the closet? Ooh. Do I grab like a? I don't know if I should go knife right away. Like, but nobody broke in. I, you, I, but it's like an irrational fear I hang on to. Are you a big like door locking guy then? Like double, triple, quadruple? Oh, check only, doors? only single. Not okay. that I should be announcing this on the radio. Okay. But, yeah. <laughs> only single. Yeah. Okay. I, know I, mean, my, I, I only, have, only, only only one way in and only one way out. True. All right, we've got another one for you. So I recently came across one of those like sticky hands that are really elasticy, and you can like yeah, those are great. From a distance. Yeah. What toy from your childhood yeah. do you hope never goes away so kids can keep playing with that toy, Alex Stroh? Easy Bake Oven. Easy Bake Oven. Wow, that was a quick response. Uh, I had one, and it was <laughs> pink. And my mother wrote a letter to uh, I, I apologize if this is the incorrect company, but I believe it was Fisher Price, and they only had pink Easy Bake Ovens. And my mom was like, well, what the hell? There should be blue ones. There should be black ones, white ones, red ones, purple ones. Why is it only pink? Because what? so what if my son wants to cook? Easy bake ovens. Now, looking back on it, the food was disgusting. Oh, absolutely. But at four, five, six years old, I thought I was a genius. I was a chef. Easy bake oven is my answer. No problem. Easy bake oven. Wow. You know, the first thing that came to mind for me, which has already been way surpassed I love where this is the Game Boy. Oh, yeah. Did anybody have a Game Boy here? Absolutely. I used to just live on that Game Boy. Was it a color, advanced SP or DS? Okay, so I had the I don't I had the just original gray. I graduated to color and then I graduated to advanced. I know that the, that's basically an iPhone now. You can get any game you want on there. <laughs> yeah, it goes but, back to when you were drafted in eleven and you had your iPhone one. That's true. Table, yeah, that's yeah. right. That's early days. That's yeah. an early adopter. But yeah, a Game Boy. I just <laughs> man, there's something about that Game Boy. I just, that's you a know, great pick. What about yeah. you? What would you pick here? Oh, personally, um, I was just like, I, I know it's a classic, but like, you can never go away from Star Wars action figures. Mm. I want them to always be a part of everyone's childhood. They were so much fun. Yeah, you take Han third Solo. place here. Yeah, it's fair, but I had a Han Solo one that was so cool. He was in the clone outfit. What about like WWE well, action figures? Either sure. of you guys have those? No. Okay. I'm going to double down on your Star Wars thing and, and talk about the toy lightsaber. He moved on oh, so Oh, man, I loved me a lightsaber. Great. That's a great pick, actually. Okay, we got time for one more. You've got mail. Um. So we've got Logan and Duluth chiming in, and how do you know that we perceive colors the same? Like, how do you know that oh, what wow. I'm seeing is not like if I see blue? How do you not? How do you know that it's not you seeing red, Brad? You're wearing a blue shirt. Oh, are you sure? No, he's not. It's green. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Um, man, my mind is just immediately turned into spaghetti. I um, I have no idea how to answer this question. I mean, I guess the reality is we don't. Yeah. Short of like taking someone else's eyes and an <laughs> eye transplant of some kind. But even then, Ooh. it's it's how you receive it and how your brain processes it, right? So what if your brain, for every reason, has synapses that process blue as red, but we all agree that this is the same color? 
I don't know. I, I, that's that's one that you need to like dwell on in silence for for a day. Logan and Duluth, man, dude. Strofe. Yeah, I've got no clue. I, 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 you lost me after like the first sentence. Um, I just am going to go ahead and assume science has worked itself out. Survival of the fittest. We know we're not lying. His shirt is blue. Well, right, right. We can all agree. And like, there's different frequencies and waves that come off. Sure. But how do you know that what you perceive as blue is not what I perceive as red? Because and, you're and not an idiot. <laughs> Right? I mean, I don't know. You get what I'm saying. I get what you're saying. I hate this question. I'm very confused. There must be something with, like, because aren't, like, wavelengths of color different lengths? Yes. And and that's why you see a rainbow a certain way, because you see the different wavelengths and how they come off. But that still doesn't really squash your question, because the wavelengths... I, I feel like I'm going to start talking myself into nonsense here. I love yeah, that. I like it. Let's keep it going, man. No, no, no. no. <laughs> Because we can all agree it's the same color. Like, you, you can see my shirt and it's blue. But you're saying yeah. different you shades of blue. No, no. Like, any color. Like, you can agree it's, it's, it is a color that you can agree on that you can say this is blue and these glasses are blue. So we can agree this is the same color. All right. This, but what if, it what is if my, what, it is, as you see, it's red and he sees it's blue? It is my responsibility <laughs> as the host of the show to not let stupidity overtake the airwaves. So it is, at, it is at this point that we thank Alex Gravatt for his service, <laughs> and we end the segment. This is The Great Day Dottle. We'll wrap it up after this. Reaction to the football weekend continues next. This is The Great Dane Huddle on 100.5 ESPN and Wisconsin On Demand. Great Dane Huddle Live from the Great Dane Pub and Brewing Company in the Hilldale area of Madison. I'm Alex Strofe alongside the brilliant mind, the non-colorblind, no, former Badger and NFL punter Brad Norman. I'm Alex Strofe. Um, I am absolutely astonished by the athletic feat I witnessed in this past commercial break. Brad Norman ordered a nice, beautiful plate of blackened salmon, but you wouldn't know it. He ate the entire <laughs> damn thing in three and a half minutes. You're like Joey Chestnut, bro. You know what? Sometimes when food's put in front of me, the rest of the world just blacks out. And all I got is me and this plate of food. And time time is, like, completely relative, and I just wolf it down. And I look up, and I was like, oh, my gosh, what just happened? Yeah, I, I mean, I ate half of my burger and, like, three fries. You ate an entire plate. Cheers to the Great Dane. Delicious. Yeah, I mean, Absolutely so delicious. good you'll eat it in three it minutes. That's right. That's their new tagline at the Great Dane right. Pub Brewing Company. Uh, so your wife, fast eater or no? Uh, moderate. Moderate eater. I, I, I usually beat her, of course. I'm, I am a fast eater. I'm a Clearly. Fast eater. It, wow, it's, yeah, it's you, need, you need to spell that one it out. Is, it's not uncommon. They'll be at a family event, uh, business lunch, things like that. And I'll just wolf it down. And you, everyone else is halfway through. You're not mindful of that, like at a business meeting? Um, I, yeah. Well, hopefully I'm either involved or carrying the conversation that will naturally slow me down. Right. And, yes, if, it, if it's an important business meeting, whatever, I will be mindful of it. But if it's casual, uh, like with coworkers or something, sure. right down. Right down. Family, the laundry whatever. If I'm, com- if I'm comfortable with you. 
I will eat at the pace I'm comfortable with. Well, that's a good sign and for me. That is a good sign for you. Wonderful. You are in the inner circle. Yeah, good for me. Welcome to the inner circle, just like Aaron Rodgers' inner circle, which apparently exists. Uh, real quick, Brad, uh, three finalists named for the Milwaukee Bucks head coaching job. In my opinion, two of them are pretty sexy, in fact. Uh, the sexiest uh, and splashiest of the names left in the hunt for the Milwaukee Bucks head coaching job is Nick Nurse, of course, the former coach of the Toronto Raptors, Golden State Warriors assistant head coach Kenny Atkinson, which is also a very appealing name, former head coach of the Brooklyn Nets, and Toronto assistant Adrian Griffin, one of the bright young assistants in the NBA, named as the three finalists, top candidates for the franchise's head coaching search. That's according to ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski. Now, you had a head coach fired in Jacksonville, and obviously it's apples to oranges, NBA to NFL, but this is a very crucial and pivotal moment for this franchise to get this right. You know, it's interesting. Most times when a coach is fired, you're, you're in a bit of a rebuilding mode. So, you know what? If you have an inexperienced head coach, no big deal. You know, your young talent will learn. They will learn. It will all coalesce at the right time to make a, a championship run. That is not the case the Bucks are in currently. When we were in, I was in Jacksonville and had a coach fired. We were 3-13 and that year. We didn't think that the next year we were going to go to the AFC championship game. We thought it was part of a long rebuild. Now, things happened and, you know, right place right time and you know everything worked out to get there however that's that is more of the exception than the rule so in this case i think Giannis's window is shorter than people realize i really do i think we've got three years to get another championship before the cap catches up with us before Giannis's age starts to slow him down and it's just going to be harder to ever recreate what we have so i think in the power rankings are exactly how you write it off nurse and then atkinson i'd be okay with either one probably nurse but i don't want a head coach who's figuring out how to be a head coach right. while we're trying to win a championship. No, I totally agree with you on that, and I think it's uh, it'll be a fascinating case study to see how they, they really wrangle through the, the, the end of this process. But I will say, last week I was very concerned about where they were going, right? They were interviewing everybody and their mother, yes. and finally we get an answer, okay, they've whittled it down to these couple guys. We will see within the next week or so, maybe by the time we talk next Monday, or next Tuesday, excuse me, we'll have an answer. But in the meantime, we wait and see. Big thanks to Adam Mertz. Big thanks to Alex Ravat, Riley Yauk, all for helping us out, making the show fun tonight. Big thanks to you, Brad Norton. We'll talk to you next week. I'm Alex Stroke. This has been the Great Dane Huddle.